0: Welcome to season four, episode two of Father and Dad, where we give you a candid, inside look at the shared journey of a seminarian on his path to fatherhood and his dad. I'm Dad, P.J. Carraher,
1: and I'm Father, God willing, Deacon Stephen Carraher, his son.
0: Yes, yes, Deacon Stephen Carraher. Yes. Uh, that and that's going to be that's that's going to be our topic today, just because. Uh, um, You've been the deacon, and and I've seen Stephen from my perspective. Just the uh, the great joy. It it almost feels to me like uh, you're like somebody who's like got all these this energy, and you're you've it's been let not fully loosed, but at least loosed to a degree. Where you're able to go out there. Um, don't say yes or no or anything on that. But let's. Because the first thing I wanted to talk about is just to let people know what is your summer like. What do you do? What does a deacon do? What's your setup like? How are things? How are things going from from that perspective? And then we'll we'll go a little deeper.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, I just absolutely love being a deacon. It's been about a month as the time that we record this. It's about a month and twenty days since I've been ordained. Not that anybody's counting. Uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, it's been such a joy. So uh, pretty much immediately after I was ordained on June 3rd, I started my summer assignment. So I was given a, an assignment over the summer, uh, as a seminarian, as a deacon to be assigned to a parish in the diocese. So I'm over at queen of all saints and, uh, Mary, the immaculate conception, both parishes over in Michigan city. So I've just been there, uh, with, uh, father David Keim as the pastor over there. So, so I've
0: father been living David with him. Is the pastor mm-hmm. of both, uh, he's the pastor of both, um, both parishes.
1: Okay. So That's right. Yeah.
0: How's that, how's that work? How's that make the workload or, or is it, I'm imagining it's set up.
1: Yeah. So the, the different man- parishes, the different parishes have different, um, different emphases. So St. Mary, the Immaculate Conception, okay. it's this is really beautiful church building. It's got a, it's got a community that, that goes back, uh, a very long time. Um, and it's, it's right across the street from Marquette high school, although it's not necessarily, it's not explicitly connected with Marquette high school, but, okay. um, But then you have Queen of All Saints, which is kind of more the family parish uh, in Michigan City. You have um, uh, a school that's attached to it uh, that serves, I think, I think just under two hundred kids. So yeah, so it's kind of a split. We're kind of split between those two different parishes. So it's kind of interesting, kind of seeing that perspective because, Mm -hmm. um, especially as you know, the future. We're looking towards the future. We're looking at the number of priests that we have versus the number of parishes that we have. Uh, kind of getting into this multi-church pastor model is, is going to be something that's a little bit more frequent. We're going to see that a little bit more frequently than not. So it's it's good for me uh, during the summer to kind of see what it's like to be at a place with multiple different, you know, being a pastor with multiple different parishes. So that's been, it's been very enlightening. Yeah, you're getting
0: a broad, you're, what you're telling me is you're getting a broad spectrum of, that's, of the flavor of pastoral life.
1: That's right. I am getting a very broad spectrum. So on top of... Uh, you know, learning from Father Dave how to manage these two parishes. I'm also living with him as well. So it's kind of exciting as well. Uh, Just kind of getting, uh, you know, the summer mainly is just kind of getting like orders under my feet. You know, I just got ordained a month and 20 days ago, as I said, and uh, it takes a little bit to get used to like what it means to be a deacon. What does it mean to be Mm -hmm. a deacon and what does it mean to be a cleric? So it's really awesome to, you know, right after I'm ordained to just start serving people immediately. So that's just been a huge joy.
0: Well, let's 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 dive into some of that. So what are some of the things you've done already? Some of that, because you've I know you've as we've, I believe, mentioned in prior episodes, there are sacraments that the, the deacon is able to uh, uh, preside over. And so what, what have you um, what sort of things have you done?
1: Sure. Yeah, I've done a, a number of things. I think the the thing that I do most of right now is I do uh, mostly preaching. So as a deacon you're able to preach the homily. So this is kind of the first time I'm giving homilies. Right. Um and I've been I've been given a whole bunch of them. It's been such a blessing. Uh nearly nearly every Sunday that I'm here, there've been a, a number of weekends that I've, you know, we've had Father Dave preach. Uh but it's been awesome yeah. kind of getting into the the rhythm of of the week and and making the homily yeah. and crafting the homily and praying through yeah. it and like really asking the Lord to touch my heart with, you know, the the message, the the good news that he wants his people to hear. So that's just, I have found that just really life giving and just such a blessing, and just really just be frank, it's just awesome and cool just to <laughs> just to just no, even cool. to be able I, to do that
0: what What I like hearing you say too is I know you you did that first homily at St. Tom's, and your joke was is you had you know twenty whatever years to prepare it yeah but now now you're in that that weekly cadence, which is really that's what for the sun- with the Sunday homily. Is right. You 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 like study it the uh, f- the week before, and you let it gestate and that sort of thing. Uh, and it sounds like that's a fruitful process. You're enjoying that,
1: yeah. It's definitely have been, has been a really fruitful process. It's it's really good to get into that rhythm of you know opening up the scripture early in the week mm-hmm. and praying with it and seeing how the Lord is is drawing my heart and seeing how the Lord is touching my heart in terms of me- a, a message or you know the word that He wants to speak to His people. Um, so yeah, no, it's been really beautiful to get into that cadence and, and prepare Sunday homilies. So that's been a huge blessing. So that's one of the things that I've been doing. One of the main things that I've been doing, yeah. um, some other what cool, else? What else? Yeah. yeah, what
0: else you've been doing?
1: Some other cool sacramental things that I'm able to do. So uh, another thing is I'm able to baptize now. Mm-hmm. So I actually just had my first baptism, uh, 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 <laughs> like maybe three, four weeks ago. Okay. Um, and it was just wonderful. So it was just really cool. Like I was really nervous going into it because, sure. you know, I wanted to make sure that I had all the words right. I had all the right, yeah. you know, all the liturgy right. So I was, you know, I remember like the day before I was looking over all the words and making sure that I knew exactly where the candles were, where the oils were, you know, what 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 would I be used to pour the water and everything. And it was just, you know, I wanted to make sure that my ducks were on a in a row. So, but when you okay. get to the day of, and it was just a really beautiful experience. So there was this, uh, it was this this girl who was about. Oh, I think she must have been about like two years old or something. So it was, I didn't get an infant. There wasn't an infant, but she was, she was really lovely. It was wonderful. And the family was really nice too. Um, Just, you know, talk, talk to them and, and, um, you know, did the baptism for them. And, and it was just a really cool experience just to, you know, you know, actually baptize someone, you know, it's, it's beautiful to kind of start seeing the fruitfulness of your ministry, you know, that I've, you know, thought about and yearned for you know, through my time in seminary. So it's really cool to know that like, now there's a person here who, you know, has, uh, you know, is, is an adopted daughter of God because of, uh, because you of know, you. because it well, yeah. because of grace first, but like yeah, grace working yeah, through me. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's, it's, you were, I'm not yeah. like, it's You're not an insignificant, yeah, I'm not an insignificant part of that. So it's just really cool to like see that, that fruitfulness, um, you know, in this first summer as a deacon. So, um, yeah, it's been so that's been a huge blessing. So, I've, I've I've I haven't been able to do another baptism yet. I have one that's scheduled, so hopefully that one doesn't okay. cancel on me. But, um, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's been a real blessing to do that. Uh, on top of that, um, just last week I visited a, a nursing home to give a, a communion service, so that was just a really cool experience as well. And it's you know, almost You know, liturgically, very similar to Mass, except there's no Eucharistic prayer. Like I'm not confecting the Eucharist because the hosts
0: have already been consecrated. Right. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So I'm
1: not going as a deacon. I'm not able to celebrate Mass. I'm not able to consecrate Mm -hmm. the the Eucharist. I'm not able to uh, do any of that. But what I am able to do is, you know, lead the people. Who, you know, if there's not a priest available, I'm like the first, the first guy up to help lead the congregation in 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 prayer. So. It's That's been, great. it's been a huge blessing. That was a huge blessing just coming into that nursing home and, uh, yeah. you know, having everybody all lined up and going through the, yeah. a little liturgy, the word, I gave a, a, a little fervorino, a little homily, and then, uh-huh. and then went right into, uh, you know, uh, distributing the Holy Eucharist. So that was just a really cool experience as well of wow. being, um, being sure. there. Um, so yeah, I've been to a nursing home. I've also, I've, I've done a funeral outside of mass too. And it was actually over in uh, a, yeah. at, at the cemetery. So that was a really interesting experience too. It was a man who uh, lived a, a good long life and... Uh, um yeah, there was just a, a few family members there, and it was a really, very, really beautiful, uh, you know, service—a r- really beautiful ceremony—and that was definitely really touching. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that was really cool too, just to kind of be with the family in their grief and mm-hmm. and be there with their sorrow and and preach the gospel to them that you know that Jesus loves them, that Jesus has a plan for you know the deceased, and you mm-hmm. know that the deceased is in His hands, and we can commend Him to the mercy of God and pray for Him and pray for His soul and. And it was just beautiful. It was, it was really beautiful to be able to finally be at that point in, in, in my, you know, quote-unquote seminarian career that I'm able to start, like, doing things. Like, I don't feel useless anymore. <laughs> not that I was feeling useless. It's
0: funny you say that because that's kind of what I was trying to get at at the start is, like, you've been, like I, – I was going to say you're almost like a horse that's been set free in a sense. I can't think of the right – I couldn't think of the right analogy. You know what I mean? I know you've been chomping at the bit to get out there – and start preaching and doing things and, and, uh, uh at least that's the feeling. Uh, Cause I see you and I see you over the summer. And I see you when you're coming home and uh, mom and I have seen you preach and everything like that. And I just get the feeling that it's like, yeah, you feel like you've been, I, this is going to sound wor- wrong, but set free or, or you're able to now s- start bringing some things to, f- to fruition, to fruit. And at least that's the feel that's, that's what I'm seeing through from you. And it's kind of, I think what you're saying, right?
1: There. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. There's a certain sense of like, yeah, no, I can finally start doing and start living, Yeah, you know, this, this vocation. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's certainly beautiful. It's certainly like a, a huge road, a huge hallmark, huge, huge moment. Um yeah. So definitely a huge moment in my life and a huge moment for, you know, with the, with the intention of serving others and bringing people closer yeah. to Jesus. So, um, so yeah, that's been a huge blessing. One last thing, I just want to mention yeah. uh, that I've um, that I've been doing, and I really this is one of my favorite things about being a deacon. Now, it's kind of funny yeah. when people ask me what's my favorite thing about being a deacon. I usually give them like twelve different things, and I'm like, I'm so <laughs> sorry, but they all are. I just love it. Uh, I love. Um, I've I, a number of times I, I've been at um, Eucharistic Adoration, and I've been invited mm-hmm. to uh, do exposition and benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. So there's a, a number that's of right. prayers um, you know, before the Eucharist, exposing the Eucharist for like a holy hour or for a time of prayer. Um, and then there's a a rite of benediction at the very end of, of a time of exposition where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the deacon or the priest goes and, and, and picks up the monstrance and, and blesses, uh, the congregation, uh, with, with the monstrance. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. a really beautiful, what a, what, and I just love that. It's just been such a really beautiful experience. Finally yeah, being be able candid, to do that. I was,
0: I was surprised when you told me you were, you were able and you were doing that, because, wow. Yeah, I mean, that, to me, that's, that's just great. Uh, I, I was surprised, you know, as a deacon. And everything,
1: oh, yeah, so. it's a huge blessing. Yeah. We had uh, over in Michigan City, this was like one of the first weekends that I was there, uh, which was Corpus Christi, you know, the Feast of the, the Body, Blood, Soul, and Divinity of right. Jesus Christ. Huge Eucharistic feast. And uh, Father Dave was really excited because he planned this Eucharistic uh, procession through Michigan City. So yeah. since Michigan city has a number of churches that are very close to each other, he, he, uh, uh father Dave planned, uh, planned out a route with a, with a whole committee. And we started at okay. queen of all saints, the parish that I was at. And we, we marched to the cemetery. We marched through another parish, St. Stans in, in Michigan city and, 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 and finished our, our, our procession over at, uh, St. Mary, the immaculate conception. And it was just beautiful having a chance to with father Dave. And there's another deacon here, Deacon Mike Green, um, you know, take turns carrying the blessed sacrament through the streets. That was just a really, really yeah, cool yeah. experience of, yeah. you know, holding the monstrance and realizing like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm holding Jesus right now. And Jesus is leading yeah. his people in this procession. And it, it was just a really beautiful moment. And, and so many people have spoken so highly of that moment, you know, as a very, um, you know, spiritually uplifting moment, a moment of yeah. Uh, you know, people having a strong desire to, you know, rekindle their faith in the Eucharist yeah. and to, to uh, you know, give that message, give that message to others. Uh, right, about- it's such
0: a powerful message, I mean, just to bring it to people. I, I For me, that, because I've been in Eucharistic processions too, and I think the most powerful thing is when you're walking, not the most powerful, but one of them is, is you're walking and people didn't, just someone who's, out raking the leaves or something like that and it's like what what's going on oh yeah yeah there's a couple
1: of people who were in a different number of different buildings who stopped and looked out and you know they got out their phones and they started you know that they were taking videos or something yeah but yeah it was just really cool just to see the response of yeah not just the crowd there was a pretty good crowd that came with us though i think we must have had like mm, maybe about like 200 300 people it was it was a quite a crowd Uh, But we also had, yeah. There's just a number of people on the streets that were just kind of walking out and just like, "Hey, what's what's going on here?" Yeah, it was it was just a really good and cool experience.
0: Cool, cool, very good, very good. Um, Yeah, and uh, as I kind of referenced earlier, uh, Mom and I got to sneak in and uh, watch you preach. So that was that was we. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That we haven't we haven't snuck up to. uh, to michigan city yet it yeah it's
1: a little uh, bit of a farther uh, drive to michigan city it's about like 40 minutes from munster so
0: yeah yeah
1: hopefully one day um, before before i leave this place
0: yes we will we'll make sure to uh to sneak on up up uh, so before you, you you know so that's that's what you're doing now uh as a transitional deacon but i know you i just learned yesterday though you may have May have said it previously, but uh, you're going to be taking a trip before you head back to school, correct? You're doing a
1: pilgrimage. That's right. Yeah. So uh, the parish, Queen of All Saints and and Saint Mary the Immaculate Conception, are taking a, a eleven youth on a pilgrimage over to Medjugorje, which is a a, mm-hmm. a city and a town in Bosnia, where uh, there's been some alleged apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary to a number of I think it's uh, six different. They call them visionaries, and these these uh, apparitions have been happening. Since like 1981, 19, somewhere in the eighties. And there, there's still, it's alleged that it's still happening now to a number of them. Mm -hmm. They, they receive apparitions of the blessed Virgin Mary, um, at specific points. I think there's one who I think receives an apparition every single day, I believe. But, um, Mm -hmm. but it's so, and Medjugorje, which is the town where these, all these visionaries are from and these apparitions have happened. Um, Mm -hmm has become over the years like a very a, a massive pilgrimage site and i think just recently pope francis uh has approved like the first week of apparitions for uh, you know being worthy to uh you know be investigated or being worthy to yeah, you know been be vetted revered yeah. so so pope francis has given his blessing for catholic pilgrims to go there and kind of out of that there's been like uh, definitely a definitely a a heavy movement of youth going there to Madrigoria for, um, just to, you know, there's been a lot of powerful conversions that's happened, happened there. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just been a a place of peace, a place of, of spiritual refreshment of spiritual renewal. And they have Mm -hmm. this youth fest. I think it's every year, which is around, uh, the end of July, beginning of August, um, where they, I think there's going to be about like 10, 20, 30,000 youth, uh, from all over the world coming to Madrigoria to, uh, just kind of get together, celebrate, and there's going to be a number of uh, talks and catechesis, and uh, there's going to be masses that will that will pray together, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of opportunity to like walk up. There's like an apparition hill, and there's a, there's a lot there's a lot going on in Madrigoria. Um, so, so we're going to be going. We we're, we're taking a group of uh, eleven youth. So it's going to be me, Father Dave, and then uh, a number of other sh- chaperones taking eleven youth to Madrigoria, uh, with the hope that you know, the Lord is going to touch these youth and going to touch our heart and, um,
0: oh, uh, you know, you allow us youth, to come uh, back and, and, uh, When you say youth, uh, late teens, early teens? Yeah, or we're
1: or talking, that? I think we're talking like late teens. I think the, I think the oldest youth is like, uh, just a very recent college graduate. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like in, in that kind of age. So yeah, when mm-hmm. the church says youth, it's kind of like a very wide, <laughs> yeah. it's a very wide age range. So, yeah. um, yeah, but it's a very exciting time. Uh, time of pilgrimage you know a time that we're praying for renewal especially among our young people and we're praying for vocations to come out of this as well right
0: fantastic well that's that sounds that sounds great uh uh, uh looking forward to hearing uh, uh, hearing hearing back on that trip uh, absolutely
1: as as we're recording this we're about to leave our our, our plane is, is scheduled to leave tomorrow so i still have to do oh, a little bit of packing i'll be honest
0: <laughs> there you go uh, and then how long are you going for uh just a, it's
1: just a week so it's just a really okay. quick trip and uh uh and it should be a, it should be a huge blessing so we're i'm really looking forward to it we've been praying a lot for uh yeah for our blessed mother to touch our hearts in, in in new and wonderful ways so yeah, I can't wait to share with you uh the fruits of that
0: yeah well we'll all keep you in in the in the group in our prayers as as you travel and yeah we'll pray for exactly that thing that uh uh, your hearts are touched, opened and touched and, uh, this is fantastic, fantastic. All right. Well, Steven, I think that's about, uh, all I've got for this month. Do you got any, anything else that I didn't, uh, didn't touch on? Um,
1: yeah, maybe just that, uh, it's, well, first it's just been a huge blessing to be a deacon and it's been a, a yeah. huge blessing to be in a parish the summer or, or like right after I've been ordained a deacon. Uh, next for me is after my summer's over I'm going to be going back to Sacred Heart in Detroit. I've got one more year left of school. Um so please keep me in your prayers. I'm going to try my best not to it's it's always difficult after after a, a really good uh, summer in a parish to go back yeah. to school. You're like, "Oh man, I got to go back <laughs> to the tests and quizzes and papers and everything." But but I know that the Lord, you know, the Lord has called me back there and he has some great he has more grace that he wants to pour out on me and my brother seminarian. So, yeah, I'm really looking right. forward to uh, you know it's been a wonderful time in the summer uh, being here in Michigan City here at Queen of All Saints and Mary the Immaculate Conception uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, one more year of seminary to uh, just get everything all fully prepared get all everything fully ready for uh, God willing ordination to the priesthood uh, mm-hmm. hopefully in the beginning of June of 2024 I think that's I don't know if I've officially gotten a date yet for that um, but yeah this is it's a very exciting time and uh, yeah, I'm gonna is. try my best to you know, enjoy my time as a deacon to really savor it because I'm only going to get one year of this, just functioning as a deacon.
0: So, um, well, I have to say this in closing, from my perspective, I'm definitely seeing you fully embrace this moment, and I, you understand what this moment is, and I see you fully embracing this moment. This is a, it's a great time.
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah. been such a blessing.
0: Yeah, fantastic. All right, right. Uh, anything else, sir? I think I think we're good. I think that's good. Fantastic. Okay. Well, folks, uh, remember there is no charge for father and dad, but we do ask for one form of payment. If you've liked what you've heard, please tell two friends. Thank you, and we'll see you next month.